Welcome back to PT Pinecast. I'm your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. If you're listening to the program on a podcast, uh, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. They'll just kind of pop up there automatically uh, and you won't miss out. Also, if you're watching a live stream, uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well so you don't miss out. Today's episode, we dive into something new. Yeah. What's new for 2023? What's something maybe it's new, new, you haven't started it or it's overwhelming, but you think that you, your practice, your organization needs it. And we dive into that with Sharif Seeds. Sharif, Sharif works for, uh, for MW Therapy. He's been around this profession for more than 20 years, helping practice owners uh, enhance their EMR, include uh, automation services, uh, improve ease of billing, all the things kind of around what you didn't go to school for as a therapist, but they need to get done. Sharif knows about it and can help you do it. So uh, Sharif is great. We talk about patient self-service. I just did this before I recorded the podcast. Uh, I paid my um, I paid my cable bill online, set it up to um, to recurring payments. I was able to add or take away services. This is all self-service on me as a, a customer. Well, where is this in your therapy business? It needs to be there because people in 2023 and beyond, they're going to expect it. But if you're like, Jimmy, I don't even know where to start. We delve into that where to start, how to start, and the underlying why. I think I already highlighted the why because people are expecting it. They expect self-service. They expect easy. Well, making it easy can sometimes be hard. In this episode, Sharif shows you how it cannot, how it doesn't have to be that hard. So uh, thanks to our sponsors, Owens Recovery Science. They've been on the show for a while. They're a single source for PTs who want to add personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training to their clinical practice. Get certified at owensrecoveryscience.com. And Sharif's on the show. He asked a question, is it time for a better EMR? MW Therapy delivers modern all-in-one outpatient EMR services with the built-in patient portal, marketing automation, and billing features you want at a great value. MWTherapy.com, where switching your EMR is easy. Let's jump into the episode right now. It's 2023. Sharif, welcome back to the show. Hey, great to be back and uh, really excited for a new year, new stuff. Always new stuff going on, but it's always exciting at the beginning of the year. And that's what we're talking about today in terms of new. And new can be really exhilarating, right? You're excited for the new. What is coming? Um, but sometimes it can also feel overwhelming. It can feel a little nerve wracking because if I don't know what the new is. Now I've got a, there's a learning curve for the new. How do I adopt the new? Is this new good for me? I don't know. Just because it, it's new doesn't mean it's great. So sometimes new can feel a little bit overwhelming. And the space that you work in and have worked in for you know 20 years, there has to be new. The stuff that you were doing 20 years ago, you probably don't do, you know, paper, right? What I've, you know, ooh, that was new. New formats of paper. That's out. So what's new? What we want to highlight a couple different things that are coming, you know, in the immediate to near future. And a good time to do that is have a discussion in January when everything feels fresh. So what's the first topic of new that's on your radar that you think PTs and the profession should know about? Yeah, it's a really, it's, it is an exciting topic and it can be daunting. And I think there's kind of two buckets of new, right? There's, there's new ways to do old things and then there's new ways to do new things. And both are really exciting. And 
it's that's basically what we've been talking about constantly with practices all day long, every day. So a, an example of like a new old is, you know, actually, it's funny you mentioned, OK, 20 years ago, right? 20 years ago, practices were still intaking patients. That was a thing that happened. Um, it was done very manually. It was done on paper. A lot of it was done over the phone, uh, you know, all these types of, you know, kind of technologies. So, um, you know, that's kind of one one category there. And then there's, you know, the new new, the things that weren't being done 20 years ago, like, I don't know, getting a survey response from your patient about how they felt about their care and that sort of thing. So we can we can start by just, you know, Taking, taking the temperature down and taking the, the worried about what's new by just saying there's these two buckets, right? And both have opportunities for improvement for almost any practice. Some practices are already doing great at all the new old stuff. And some are already on the cutting edge of the new new. And some have some room to kind of, you know, maybe improve on, on both both fronts, let's say. Um, so, you know, these are definitely things that that one can consider as they get into. So I would say, if you ask me, like, what's new right now? What's what's like, what's new, new and new old? Um, patient self-service would probably be where I would, I would start. Yeah. And it's just like, there isn't a day, an hour probably that goes by where we're not hearing about this from an existing client of ours, a prospect who's considering using MW or shopping around for an EMR or whatever the case might be. And I have to say, I mean, some of it's fueled by just the staffing challenges. And I'm sure you'll probably talk about those on a show at some point. But nearly everybody everywhere in the country is I can't get the person I want or I can't get anybody at all or I'm having trouble staffing the front desk, um, et cetera. And this is this combined with heightened, uh, we call, call them patient expectations or just patient, what they what do they want? What do they want now out of a PT practice? And that has changed quite a bit, uh, definitely, you know, accelerated by COVID and all that kind of stuff. But people are used to, you know, you grab the phone here and you press the button and the button does what it's supposed to do. Sharif, I go to my bank three to four times a year tops when I have like a big complicated thing that I maybe don't feel comfortable or maybe can't do online or my phone. My barber. I, I mean, I don't make a phone call. I don't show up cold to get my hair cut. I am booking my appointment, my time, the service, the person. And the fact that I'm telling you my barber, I mean, banking is high end, right? They're going to be the on the early adopters. But barbers have to be in the back end in terms of adoption of self-service. And they are already there. And if you're not as a healthcare provider, I don't know, maybe not get nervous, but start thinking that that's something I should be offering. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, you, first of all, you really have to look at it positively as a win-win, right? It's a win for you as a practice owner. You're thinking to myself, how do I do a bunch of things? How do I reduce strain on the front desk? How do I eliminate some front desk tasks to free up time for more lucrative tasks? How do I get more patients? Um, how do I make patients happy? How do I make sure their patient experience is modern? How do I do all those things? So it's a win on all those, right? Right off the bat. It's all this experience. It's all then you think about it from the patient perspective and you think, OK, how do I meet their expectations? How do I meet their needs? How do I make sure that because that, that sort of that can be the first time they get to see your practice or get to interact with your practice as a self-service function. So, you know, these are all things that you only get one chance to make a first impression. Right. And um, I would say that, you know couple, three years ago, many people, for example, would say, oh, online scheduling, that sounds really scary. I don't know if I want my patients to book on my calendar. They could be putting themselves in the wrong place and doing all these ill things. And 
we'll keep our calendar for now, right? Now, right. a lot of that has dissipated, right? Many practices, but there are still lots of folks that are still concerned about it. And look, you know, it, the concerns are understood and that's where the technology has to come in and provide the bumpers and the guides that used to be provided by a human being who is looking at the calendar and manually saying, okay, I don't want Jimmy to be booked at two o'clock because I know he likes to take his lunch at 1.40. We have to make that systemic, right? And put that in like a tool has to have those functionalities. And then that gives you the end result you want without the ill effects you don't. And you get the, all the wins that you have and all the wins that you want out of it. And your patient comes away saying, I booked my evaluation at 3 a.m. because I was up having a snack. And that's when I was free. But you know what? You got the patient. And, and I think, especially with evaluations, you know, your patient is a, has a value. It has, there's a revenue stream attached to getting that patient. And if you have, if the patient has three practices to pick from and they, there's one of them they can book with at 3 a.m., they're going to gravitate towards the one they can they can actually get it done and cross it off their list. Okay, I booked my evaluation. I did it. Check. Right. I still buy things from different websites. Do I probably buy things from Amazon a little more because of selection and ease? Yes. The answer is if it's a jump ball, if everything else is equal and, and something is easier, I'm probably going to gravitate towards that. Set it up from set it up right from the start and be the easier option. I mean, Amazon itself is a great case to talk about. I mean, they they invented and pioneered that buy with one click. You may be familiar yeah. with that. Imagine yeah. thinking that it's too many things to add to your cart and then go to a checkout. You know, 10 years ago, everybody would have said, that's the easiest thing in the world. It became too much friction, right? And so they're like, let's have an even easier way. Let's just have one button that you click it and then it shows up on your doorstep four hours to one day later. It it's, sounds like something from Monty Python. It's like two buttons, too many. Give me one button. It's like, it can't be done. It's done. You've done the buy with one click, but we are simple animals and I need a problem solved. Whether it's, I need my, my, my physical therapy scheduled, make it easy, or I need toilet paper to arrive in bulk in two days. Make it simple. Can you do, if we could do less than one button, we would. But right now, one button is the minimum we can do. I'm sure they're working on implants for your brain so they know when you need toilet paper. But until then, you know, one click is so the the word though, the the key word there is friction though. And and that's a word you hear a lot in different tech areas is reducing friction. We want to reduce friction for in this case, the patient to be able to do X, Y, or Z, register with your practice, book an appointment, make a payment, um, all the normal things you want to do. And it just it it's where it's two thousand, you know, this is where it is. This is where we're at. So we're talking about booking, but let's stay with with self-service, right? So I can yep. book my appointment. I can book my appointment with my barber. Now I want to do it with my PT. Um, my garbage uh, pickup, I can pay my bill from my phone without an app, like just through their website. That's got to be something that's got to be on your mind. You want you want to make sure you can get paid appropriately. You don't want to be a barrier for 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 cash flow. Make sure that is part of it as well. Yeah, I mean, first of all, obviously, the long term trend here is that the patient payment is much more important than it ever was 10 or 15. You know, the, the days of the $10 copay are, are few and far between anymore. You just you have patients that have that larger deductible, the larger coinsurance. So what they're paying you is no longer a smaller percentage of your overall revs, right? It's a bigger percentage, which means you can't ignore it in the same way that you maybe could have got, you know, hey, I'll just send everybody a statement. 
most patients owe me 10 or 20 bucks. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a big deal. The bulk of my cash is coming in from the insurance that has changed for a lot of practices. Many practices have also started folding in wellness or cash-based services to layer into make a hybrid practice, you know, some insurance, some cash or 90% insurance, 10% cash. And they've tried to grow that part of the business to create some diversity, et cetera. All of these roads lead to payment friction has to be reduced. And because you, you know, of all the things you don't want friction on, you want the patient to pay as fast as they can, as much as they can. It's that well, there's simple. In, um, there's in and out, right? If you're a store, and e even when I was in radio, my boss was always good at, at, at picture. You know, give me something tangible that I can picture. And he said, listen, you want people to come in, look at what you have to offer, and be able to check out as simply as possible. Don't make them don't make them think and feel negatively about the experience of working with you. Make it a good, painless, friction-free, as frictionless as you can possibly make it experience. Yeah, and, and if this doesn't sound like you, let me know. But, you know, when I get a bill in the mail, if I open it and the first thing I see at the top is not an option to pay online, I'm just sort of immediately... It immediately goes to the bottom of the pile, right? Yeah, I got to get out the checkbook or I've got to do something else and call and pay or something like that. So uh, this is just, again, this is just normal stuff now. This is normal expectation, right? We're not necessarily breaking through the sound barrier here and going hypersonic with something. We're just saying this is what people normally need to do and but be able to do. But sometimes, right, especially people who went to PT school are like, I know this is available, but how do I do this? And that, you know, not to give you a product plug, but if you the reason you're talking about these things is because you recognized it. You said, I don't know how to do that at MW Therapy. We're going to figure it out. Then you figured it out. Then you made it you know, possible for people who don't know how to do it to just do it so they can focus on the other stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, yes, I appreciate, always appreciate the product plug. So yeah, the easiest thing to do is just call me and I'll give you a turnkey and you're done. Um, but you know, we're trying to talk about the broader trends here and see them. And another trend is that PT still went to PT school to do PT, you know, and, and that remains to be true. And this, this self-service is just, again, sort of offloading things that you didn't go to school to do. You didn't go to school to register patients. You didn't go to school to collect credit cards over the phone. These are not things, you know, and they're also not fruitful uses of time for even, you know, for almost anybody at the practice. When you talk about an ROI or say, okay, you know, if I think about an hourly rate, you know, does this make sense for somebody to do? You're going to find often than often than more often than not. It's not, it's just not a formula that makes any sense. And when you free up that time, you're just, you're giving that time to more lucrative things. I'm going to do a whole episode on this probably later on this month, but it's something that it's a simple concept and I forget where I even got it was maintenance tasks versus growth tasks and maintenance tasks are the things that need to be done. But if you can automate and make those self-service, those things will allow to be done by other people, spread that out nice and flat. And if you can do that, you free up more time, which we've talked about before together, your most valuable asset. Now that time can be spent on growth tasks, treating another patient, making a connection with a with another healthcare provider in your community, learning something. Those are growth tasks. Maintenance tasks still need to be done, but you can offload them and do them more effectively. Right. Yeah. And I, I think offloading, you know, the first thought is, well, let me give it to another person, but, but why that's, not give it to a robot? You know, I mean, <laughs> from one to another. And I understand yeah. where, that, where that feels good because it's not on my plate. It's on someone else. They can't do those growth tasks as well. And when, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships, 
being able to do things more effectively. All right, so we talked about self-service, talked about some of those things. Yeah. We're limited on time today. Okay. I wanted one thing in the future. We're recording this in January 2023. We talk every couple of months. What we are do. we going to be talking about almost in the past tense in December of 2023? What's your 2023 prediction in terms of technology and the space that you work in, Shreve? That's a great question. I think that, you know, okay, here's what's here's what's out and here's what's in. Maybe I'll say it that way. What's out is like, you know, EMR is is a fairly mature thing at this point. EMR referring specifically to like documentation, right? So doc is out there. Um, you know, there's a there's a bajillion claims out there. Write your evaluation in one minute and 22 seconds, right? These these claims exist. So at this point, EMR is is fairly mature. I think the three things that are in are Automation is number one. Uh, you're going to see many more practices automating many more things. Automation and self-service are not exactly the same thing. Automation can be taking you know, ongoing things and just making them happen on their own through the use of technology. Uh, number two, so automation is number one. Number two is um, reporting and analytics take uh, a, a much bigger front seat this year than they have in the past. Um, you see this out there as a trend, you know, practices are doing much less by touch and feel and much more by show me the data. I mean, the interesting thing is PTs are used to doing data-driven things from their clinical world and you're starting to see that more on the business side. Okay, you know, this trend in this data tells me to do this, so therefore I do it, so therefore I get this response. Yep. So that's going to be... Um, reporting and then the third one is that is that self-service i think you see a lot more i think that just becomes more of a uh a must-have uh you know not 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 optional um type thing because patients are demanding it because referrers want to send patients to a modern practice because patient practices want to be modern and then those things will kick off the next evolution or revolution because the time will be there to really consider it so Three things maybe we should revisit in December and see how yeah. right I was, how but I think how, uh, how they've progressed and how they've grown. Yep, absolutely. So right, I think Shreve, that's where we're headed. Yeah. Last thing we do on the show is the parting shot uh, brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Uh, what do you want to wrap up with as we kick off? You're our first episode in 2023, so no pressure. Uh, what do you What do you want to wrap up with this episode as we kick off a new year? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, you've always you caught me flat footed a couple times with that. But for me, it's just it's 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 here. You know, the time is here that that it's another year. It's time, you know, to whatever it is. And I, and I always talk about this, but there's evolution and there's revolution. If you're not ready for revolution, evolve. If you can't evolve, try and make some small changes that make things better you know, get one thing and do it this month or this week or whenever you can and just never stop moving. That's basically my, my message for 23. Like and cause it you rhymes know. evolve and <laughs> revolution and evolution. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. a good way to look at it. If you can't, yeah. if you can't 10 X something and that's revolution, what can you 10% increase? And that's evolution. And that's, and that's, and that's a little bit lighter of a lift, a little bit less anxiety inducing. Cause I can get a little bit overwhelmed as well. Um, and, and I just gave a presentation to PT students. The answer is always people. If you get overwhelmed, talk to someone who knows more than you do. And you and you, your anxiety goes down. And by the way, most revolutions are the, the sum of 10 evolutions. Yes, so never, the overnight success is never overnights. 10,000 overnights. Right uh, on. Steve from uh, MW Therapy, thanks so much for taking the time out. We'll have you back on Zoom. We'll talk more about tech because, as you mentioned, this technology, this evolution and revolution dichotomy, it's not going away. Nope. 
we'll look forward to it. Thanks again for having me. You see the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming to ours. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com. 